Taylor's Tins, one of the best there is. A good friend of ours and supporter of National Fire Radio. He comes up first in a lineup of sponsors because he means that much to me. Taylor's been with us from day one. I hit him up on day one and said, brother, I love your shield. I love what it represents. I'd like to give them out to all of our podcast guests. And from day one, almost five years ago, we've been issuing Taylor's Tins to all of our guests as a keepsake and recognition for their willingness to share some time and their story with us in our community at National Fire Radio. These aluminum helmet fronts, they change the market. They're revolutionary in what they do. Even if you're a traditionalist with the leather shield, the aluminum shield offers so much when it comes to durability, cleanliness, decon. They can do it all with the aluminum shield. Their customer service, let's talk about that for a minute, where things usually take several weeks now to get your hands on them from the from conception to manufacturing process and out the door and onto your helmet. Taylor can turn around orders within 48 hours, whether it's a 500-piece shield order for your department or a one-off customized shield. Taylor's doing them, and he's doing them within 48 hours, and they're getting out the door. It's not just the helmet shields. Nope, there's more. They got locker tags, carbon monoxide meter, you know, data sheets. They have pump data sheets, pump tags, locker tags, street signs, banquet gifts. You name it, the list goes on and on. Check them out at taylorstins.com. That's where they conduct business. You can hit them up on the chat right there. They walk you through the process of designing your custom Taylor's Tin from the website. So go to taylorstins.com, check them out. They represent the very best of what the American Fire Service is all about, and I'm proud to have them as a sponsor of the National Fire Radio platform. And in the words of Taylor and his crew, stop burning up leather. Another great sponsor of the National Fire Radio podcast, Fire Department Coffee. Based out of Rockford, Illinois, Fire Department Coffee is a veteran-owned, firefighter-run coffee company dedicated to providing great-tasting, freshly roasted coffee to people everywhere. Along with providing a growing selection of incredible coffee, including signature spirit-infused roasts, Fire Department Coffee also supports our fellow first responders in need through the Fire Department Coffee Foundation by giving back to those who have been injured on the job, mentally or physically, or who are facing other serious health challenges. They are a company that supports our own. Check out Fire Department Coffee. They have so much to offer. Jason Patton and his crew are good friends of the National Fire Radio brand. We appreciate them for being a sponsor of our podcast. Check them out. Fire Department Coffee. They're brewing coffee to support us. Hey, everybody. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. We're back on the podcast today. Jason Patton, 15-year career with the Riviera Beach, Florida Fire Department, currently serving as a driver engineer. We're going to get into all that, but you might know this gentleman from, you know, this little social media platform called Fire Department Chronicles, also Fire Department Coffee, which I want to dive into the whole relationship between how all this works. And truly, I want to dive into just how your brain works because I don't get it. What's up, Jason? I don't either. I don't either. Thanks for joining me, pal. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I think you have not been on before. I think you have done a bunch of things with us, but I don't think I've ever had you on as a guest. No, you haven't. It might be just because you're not that exciting. That's Um, that's what I assumed. I assumed. (laughs) This was a last minute fill in. So I figured, uh, you know, I'd call you because shit, you got time. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's not true at all. This has been a long time coming. Um, I will say this. Uh, very proud to call you a friend and a brother. Um, we've gotten You're to know sure. each other over the years, and it's been fun to watch. I enjoy watching you, and, and it's just how your career outside of the fire service um, has exploded. And it's funny because people, that's what they know you for, right? They know you on social media. That's where a lot of the influence and, and the uh, – the, the, how people know you is is because mm -hmm. of social. But, in fact, your career started as a firefighter before you got into all this, no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, – actually, so down here in Florida, in order for you to become a, uh, a firefighter, you have to be an EMT at a minimum. I know it's very sacrilegious for most uh, uh, departments across the United States, but uh, it was an EMT. Now it's even a, a paramedic level. Yeah. You need to – get hired so i became a uh, i would fire school i'm sorry i did emt school paramedic school and then uh went to fire school and i was working for an ambulance company for about two years uh, in between all that fun stuff and uh yeah man I, I got i applied for my first fire department and actually a lot of people were making fun of me at the time for applying for riviera and uh got hired man within six months of getting out of fire school and it was it's just been amazing ever since in riviera beach uh that sounds like a wonderful place to work it, I, I got to tell you, man, you know, uh, the reason I was being made fun of was at the time it was one of the lowest paid in South Florida. Right. And, uh, you know, but if you wanted to utilize your skill sets that you went to school for, then this was the place to go to. And what's been incredible, man, and, and um, I don't know how many people that have worked for fire departments even get to, to uh, experience this. But I watched a department that had so much potential, uh, just wasn't but wasn't utilizing it appropriately explode. And like now we are, you know, we're doing very well when it comes to pay scales, but we have the best trucks. People are in fact, we are actually building the first of its kind fire station in the United States right now but because of our, our chief. And what, is it, uh, what we, is it made out of Legos or something like what? Yeah, it's all out of Legos uh, <laughs> and it's filled with jello in the middle. It's hurricane proof. It's That's my kind uh, of place, man. Do you guys hire? I'm in, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually have to eat the station uh, into its shape. It's like, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, no, this uh, the station is, you know, uh, incredible station, huge, uh, you know, six bays, all the fun stuff. But then um, it, it has uh, red zones, then yellow zones, then green zones going into the station. So that, you know, the whole cancer prevention push. And then Got on it. top of that, the, for the mental health side, they have one of the first ever Google rooms where uh, you get a really, really bad call. They go in there, they run you through a 20 minute cycle of these Google. Uh, I can't think of the name of them right now, but they're eggs. You sit in them and it's, uh, you know, they, they play sounds and, 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 you know, uh, noises and all this stuff wow. and actually hopefully get you back to a good place mentally. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Wow. That is, uh, that is incredible. And uh, yep. there's so much to talk about there, but Wow, well, that's cool, man. I'd love to see how that works out and plays out. But it's yeah. it must be nice then to work for a department that recognizes the need to take care yeah. of our own like that. Oh yeah, yeah, they've been they've been incredible. I've said from day one, I've had some of the most receptive chiefs in the world, and like you come to them and say, "Hey, I got a guy who needs some help." They're like, "All right, whatever you need to do, man." They recognize it, dude. If you you either invest in your people, or your or your people are going to implode, and yes. then your city will implode, and then your job is gone. So, like, just make the right choice. That's no, I get it, you. man. I get it, and I know you're super passionate about the mental health aspect of the job. Mm -hmm. I mean, physical health as well, but mental health yeah. with you is certainly a hot topic. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, mental health in general has just been pushed to the wayside and, you know, I've been lucky enough to be able to kind of go around and speak about it and bring some light and funniness and humor to the, the subject in general. But there's just always this thing when it comes to, to mental health and everyone's like, you know, it, it's such a, um, if you, it, you should invest more in your physical health and your mental health. But in reality, if you don't have good mental health, you will not have good intellectual or physical health because no one's going to the gym depressed. They say they will, but they're not. They're going to eat, uh, sit at home, eat ice cream and, uh, you know, things that I do on a daily basis. But it's, uh, you know, invest in, invest in your brain. Your brain is truly the most complex organ in your body. Yeah. And I, yes, yes. Right. It's easier yes. said than done, though. Right. And and is this where the the humor part of you. Right. I mean, have you always been focused on the importance of taking care of yourself and in, in physically, but the mental health aspect too, has that always been something that was on your mind or an important topic to you? Or is this more of a uh, more recent, uh, you know, epiphany, if you will, that it, it, you know, dawned on you one day that this is something that needs more attention. No, I, at three years old, I actually started meditating. Uh, I'm kidding, bro. No, uh, I had no, like, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> No, I think, you know, I, I think that's where mental health in general is, is, uh, and it's really funny because you listen to people's stories about mental health, uh, you know, it, there tends to be a point where, uh, people either, you know, they, the two by four of life hits them in the head and they're like, crap, uh, I need to change my, my ways, the way I'm uh, treating myself or, or thinking so on and so forth, or they go down the bad path. So, um, I think for me, it was just one of those things of slow recognition. I mean, dude, I used to. When I was a mechanic, bro, I, I literally uh, there was this row of um, fast food uh, store. It was like it was like Burger King, uh, you know, McDonald's and then uh, two other ones, Taco Bell, something else. And I would just rotate which one of those fast food places I would eat at each day. And I only ate fast food. I didn't cook any foods. And, you know, I, was, I actually smoked cigarettes for a long period of time in my life. And, um, you know, and then for the mental health side, no, I, I, I hit a brick wall, bro. I hit a really hard brick wall at one point in time in my life and the humor couldn't fit. Could, uh, couldn't fix it. So, um, I had a choice, man. And then here's the big thing, Jeremy. It, and I think this is the biggest thing that people need to understand. You don't need to go out there and do yoga and meditate and hug trees and put holes in them and make, right. them, you know, glory holes and stuff. Yep. Like, like you can just, you can just wake up in the morning and, and say, all right, so instead of jumping on my phone, I'm going to, you know, breathe for five seconds or, uh, you know, I'm going to go for a walk for five, for five minutes, you know, like it's the little things that truly change change your life. I get that, but man, it takes. I'm just I'm just thinking about this, and it, it certainly yeah. takes. I don't know something within to make you make uh, even a small change, right? I mean, like what oh, yeah. you know to me. I mean, hearing that story, and it's like you know not not being your best, right? Physically eating mm -hmm. at fast food restaurants and so on. It takes a lifestyle change, right? Something yeah. has to trigger that I would think, but maybe yeah. not. Maybe you can trigger it from within and make small changes, which lead to larger changes. I don't know, you know, and that's, I think where everybody, everybody's journey, I guess, varies, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think, that, and that's it, dude. There's, there was a saying when I was going to therapy at one point in time, this therapist just like, I would go in and I tell her things and it was hysterical. Cause I would be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And she goes, Jason, 
is that uh, – do you think that's right? And I would be like, no. She'd be like, so just so we're clear, you recognize what you're doing is wrong, but you're still doing it, right? I'm like, yeah. She goes, so this is the way life goes. Life pokes you with a stick because you're in here, right? You're depressed. You're not feeling good, but you keep doing the same things. Then it's going to hit you like with a bigger stick, and at one point in time, it's going to be a freaking Mack truck that's going to slam you. And I think what you're saying is that there are people that are poked with the stick, and they recognize the issue, and they're self-aware enough, and they're able to change their habits immediately then. That's fine. 99% of humanity isn't like that. You know, that's just not the way we are. So most people get hit with the Mack truck. It's just at that point, uh, my, my wife is uh, in recovery and has been ha- and involved in mental health stuff. And, she, you know, everyone says it just takes you, you hit your rock bottom. And, and she always goes, there is no rock bottom. There's always a trap door. You can yeah. always get deeper. So, um, yeah, man, I think it's just one of those things that hopefully you recognize it before, you know, you lose your how job. Do you, or you how do you whatever. get from there? To being an advocate and speaking about it, but in and because you you are very much in tune with uh, with recovery and finding ways of healing, and mm-hmm. I know you speak about it regularly, and I know you're super passionate about it. Um, mm-hmm. How do you how do you get from one extreme almost to the other, if you will? I, I would say it was the same journey as yours, right? You, uh, we've talked about how you do your apparatus innovations and stuff. And it was, in, I believe what it was for you was you would see these really cool things, but no one was really highlighting the differences that right. each department had to go. They were modifying their trucks to be able to, you know, put cones on there in certain ways because <laughs> they knew they needed them on both sides of the truck, you know? Like, yeah, 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 like, right, yeah. Yeah, like, but like really cool things that like I, I've seen a couple of your innovations where I was like, holy man, that's amazing like that. I would have never thought to do that. And, um, you know, it was the same thing with me, man. I, I uh, recognized that I needed to get help. I got help and then uh, recognized that I think if I just talk about this stuff and make it less – it's just such a big deal to people, man. They're like talking about your feelings makes you weak. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That does. That's like saying changing your oil in your car makes your engine weak. Like, no. Sometimes you need to push out fluids and you need yeah. to change things in order to get you know better realities or better uh, habits, so on and so forth. So, um, but the big thing, the reason I got so involved with it was I just noticed that people needed someone that maybe had a humorous side to this. That's why I love well, speaking about it, man. Yeah. And then that, that's where my next question was going to be is, have you always been funny? I, to me? Yes. I yeah. But I mean, but you're uh, not right. Like you're growing on <laughs> me, right? You're growing on me, but no, I mean, but I mean that, right? Like has humor been a, a way to cope? Has humor been a way to deflect or is humor a way that you found uh, a, a new way to deliver a message that's important to you? Like where does humor fit in your life? I think in every way that you just described it, humor okay. has been a, de- a deflective technique for me at some point in time. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I get super awkward in conversations if if it does. I hate silence in conversations, Got it. Uh, which I should probably learn to sit with at some point in time. But um, <laughs> so I like, uh, you know, I like uh, throwing a joke in there, you know, and I think just in general, humor, laughter is always a good thing for dopamine release and serotonin and all the good stuff and just brings people together. But on the mental health, CPR, first aid, like any kind of educational stuff. Humor in general has been statistically proven to help people remember things and be more comfortable learning new subjects because when they're laughing, they're learning that this is a new thing to them. So they want it, they're more interested in the information. So um, I think it should be utilized 
as much as possible, whether you are a humorous person or not, there is a funny video that will make whatever you're teaching just have a little bit of humor and maybe help people absorb it better. Yeah, and I know that a lot of this stemmed from you doing comedy CPR, right? Mm -hmm. You went out and started teaching CPR, say, in the corporate (laughs) field and doing it with some comedy built in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, when I first started being a firefighter, I was not making very much money. Um, and where I live in Florida, the, you know, it's not cheap to live here. So I needed a second income, which 99.9% of all firefighters need. And uh, I CPR was the easiest way for me to get that, that, that second source of income. And I was watching some of these instructors. The guy who actually taught me was very funny, and I loved watching him teach. And um, he, I was watching other instructors teach, and I'm like, I'm falling asleep right now. So uh, I was lucky enough that the company that I was working with, they let me kind of run with whatever I wanted to do. And I found that people would laugh, have a really good time. They learned how to save lives. And I had a woman come up to me. She's like, my, uh, my son died last year. I had to do CPR on him. And I couldn't like bear to think that take this class again, but I need the certification. She's like, you made it so much more entertaining. It was so much better for me and, and it made me more comfortable with the subject. So do you, do you realize how much of an impact you make with what you do? Like, do you, do you ever take that moment and sit back from the comedy, sit back from planning, writing, directing, hitting Fenton with tennis balls? Like, do you ever sit back, <laughs> right? Do you ever sit back and just realize the impact you're making on someone every day. I, you know, I'm not, I, I, I'm very appreciative that I've that I've been blessed with the ability to be able to do this, and I had the pro, the right timing with the right management, leadership, and chiefs and stuff that let me even be able to do this. But um, I have been very lucky. Yeah, man, I'll never take it. I'll never take advantage of it. I'll never, uh, uh, you know, let it be for granted because. Yeah. It's it's I, I could have never been able to do any of this. There's people twice as talented as I am that just didn't get the right break. So um, I, I I'm glad, dude, that I got to do a um, a speech at EMS World, and uh, I was I was closing out the EMS World um, opening ceremonies, and I got to do a 10 minute speech and bust on a uh, a few medical directors and stuff, and everyone was laughing, having a great time, man. And it was it was just one of those moments where I was like, this is this is incredible. A yeah. lot of hard work for a really cool moment. Well, and you deserve that, right? I mean, you deserve that. And I talk about that every once in a while. It's okay to revel in in the hard work that you're putting out because I don't think people realize how much hard work goes into what you do. Not only are you still a full-time firefighter and medic, right? You're a paramedic, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. As an engineer now serving in your department, right? Mm -hmm. But you also have a family. You have a home, right? We were just talking about home renovation, like all those things, right? And then on top yep. of that, you do this little thing that, you know, that that puts yourself out there and you're mm-hmm. doing it. I mean, it certainly brings in revenue. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a business, but it mm-hmm. also, I think you do it for the enlightenment of it and the enjoyment for the people that consume it. Yeah. Yeah, I... uh the the money is not a, not a, has never been a big deal right um and i've you know never made tons of money off of it but it's been man i gotta tell you uh 
every conference I go to, every every person I meet, uh, you know, I'll have people like, wow, these, these are all your fans. And I'm like, they enjoy my content. But what I love is it does not matter if they speak English, if they if they're six or 70, like everybody has the same sense of humor. Every firefighter, every paramedic, we all think exactly the same. Yeah. Every single one of us. Yes. And that's what's so cool to see that we can all share in this humor. Obviously, B shifters are, you know, they, they think completely <laughs> different than everyone else. But. Uh, <laughs> do, do you get is it is it weird for you like do you remember the process of coming through this I mean you had listen your success is solely because of the hard work and the amount of time that you put into building what you've built right is it weird for you to I mean I, listen I've been with you at many different places conferences places and people like you man and I don't I don't I don't understand why but they do and <laughs> and because and because of that it's they they you are really um i don't know somebody that they look to and so what is that is that weird for you to be uh to have fans to have people that value you enough and your content enough mm -hmm. to to want to take pictures with you get an yeah. autograph and just enjoy your success with you like is that weird it's I, I wouldn't say weird is the word. It's it's humbling. Yeah, uh, it's for very, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's very humbling. It is it's strange in its manner of like, wow, this has actually come to fruition because you know, I've watched the progressions, especially going to FDIC every year, you know, just seeing like how many more and more and more people were recognized it. Yes. But again, like the the biggest thing that I'm like, holy crap, it is just the age range. I I, I had a six-year-old kid come up to me with his dad, and, and he's like, "What's his name?" He's like, "Jason." I was like, "Holy crap, that shit, that kid knows my name." Uh, and then, you know, I met an eighty-year-old guy who's been retired for forty years and, and loves the stuff. So, I think, I think the secret to all of this stuff is, like you said, hard work. It is, but I think the number one thing is a very, very harsh and, and great understanding that you are only as relevant as you act. So, you know, I it, it, you're only as relevant as the people want you to be. So if I started being this pompous asshole, which I would never be or, or, you know, charge people for pictures or stuff, I think immediately that's where we get disconnected because it comes down to one thing, man. If, when when all this is said and gone, if they shut down all the social media, I'm just a firefighter paramedic. At the end yeah. Of the day. Yeah. I what I like, too, is your message is always good, meaning, you know, no, but I mean that in a good way, because you're you're always you're you you have fun with the job you mock the job at times you you mock experiences and so on but it's completely relatable but it's also clean right like yes. there's no there's no edge to it to try mm -hmm. to uh entice a, a type of following or something you are just putting it out there in a clean and family oriented way so i can understand why it's relatable to a six-year-old up until yeah. you know to a hundred-year-old you know yeah, and I think that's really important. I think for anyone that is going to, because there's tons of people that are doing what I'm doing, and I'm I welcome all of it. I think it's great. Um, but that's the only piece of advice I ever give people: is stay away from race, religion, and politics. Don't stick your nose in that stuff. You will never. You have lost fifty percent of the people you're talking to. Yeah. And just don't curse. You. There is no reason for you to ever curse in a video. And and I don't. And dude. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Jeremy. You've been around me. I curse like crazy, bro. Yes. I have the big, I have the worst mouth in the world. Yeah. When I'm out hanging out with people, um, but in the videos, there's just no reason for it in our industry because 
you still have a job. You still have to answer to someone. So, you know, just don't give them a reason. Don't I get that. I struggle a little bit with that. I'll be honest with you. I struggle a little bit. And I'll be honest with you, as the platform has grown, it's it's yeah. held me more accountable. And I, mm-hmm. when I do curse, it's emotionally charged and not. Yeah. I remember I went off. I went off on a tirade one time on an Instagram video. I was mm-hmm. so angry with these with these haters. Mm-hmm. And you actually called me like a day later and you're like, hey, you good? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm good. Why? You're like, uh, I saw your video this morning. And I'm like, oh, that little gem. I go, well, I got my message across. Right. But Bro, I, it was a great message. Yeah. Well, it is, man. Sometimes you just got to punch people, people in the teeth. I mean, it oh, has yeah. to happen. But I love it. I mean, can you do you turn it off? You know, not. I mean, I try to sometimes. I try to not go on my phone. Or but is it because it's not an act? Like, I mean, because it, yeah. that goes to the message of authenticity, right? Yeah. And why I yeah. think you're I, so relatable and everybody likes you. But that's you're the same way. Like, we are who we are. Sure, like, you, 100%. You, I mean, you're the loudest human I've ever met in my <laughs> life. But And I was, dude, I will never forget FDIC. We were talking to each other, and you're like, you're ready? I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm like, oh my, you scared the living grab out standing next to you. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, man, this is who I am. Like, I am exactly, I treat people the same way, no matter what, because I just think that that's that's just a good way to be a good human. And I'm thankful that I'm actually like this because, um, dude, the other day I was out with my my wife and my daughter and we were all uh, at this uh, little Italian fest and I went and, um, I was grabbing some waters and the lady ran to get waters and came back and I paid her. And uh, as I was turning to grab the bottles of water, she goes, Hey, keep making funny videos. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I just don't know who yeah. knows it. And thankfully I'm not one of those people that are, you know, scumbags on the side. Yeah. Thankfully. Right. I mean, but, that, but there's something to be said for that. It's, you know, because here's the thing, right? You talked about it before you talked about cursing, you talked about staying away from race, religion, politics, right? Those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. It's who you are. Like, yeah. I, I have come to realize, I said from day one when I started this this project of National Fire Radio that we had to be 100% authentic. We couldn't act or pretend to be something we weren't because that is how you get found out so fast and oh, you're yeah. done before you can start, right? And so yeah. we put it all out there and we don't try to hide anything of who we are, what our pedigree is, our fire service mm-hmm. careers, where we go to fires, like all that because – Frankly, people will find out. And so I think what happens is there has to be, and you have to be confident enough to have this level level of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Do yes, you, do you exactly. feel that? Like, is that, do you, are you in lane with that, with, with what I'm saying? The only time I've ever felt like vulnerable in general was the first mental health video I put out. And, mm. uh, and it was like, and this was like a serious one and I cried in it and everything. And I was like, I was swear to God, dude, I was going to hit the the post button. I was like, do I really want to do this? Like, wow. this, this is blasting myself out there. Um, but I did it and I'm proud of it today. And I think it was, I think it was a great decision. Uh, but yeah, man, I think there is a lot of vulnerability in this because you, you're hundred percent right, man. You, you gotta, you just gotta lay it out through the way you are. And the number one thing that that people get wrong in social media is when they put a video out or they put a piece of content out or they write a blog or whatever it is, they want 100% of humanity to like it. And that is just not the way people work in general. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, you can paint a house a certain color and 70% of people are going to be like, that's great. And there's going to be 10 or 20% that are going to be like, no, that sucks. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you just got to be okay with who you are. As long as you're not a raging freaking scumbag, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. Do you make the content for you or do you make it for the viewer? I make everything I've ever put out. I find funny. That's, and that, okay. I think that's, that's big for me. It's like, I want to make sure that I find it funny. And because I do three weeks ago, I put a video together, edited it. I didn't spend a ton of time, but I probably spent about three hours on it, editing and put it together and filming and all this stuff. And I played it seven times and I was like, I'm not even like, what is going to have a smirk? (laughs) I'm like, if I, if I saw this from someone else, I'd be like, what the hell was that? (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) I did not post that video. Uh, but how much time are you spending on this? It depends, man. Um, I've had videos that I've spent, uh, you know, 10 minutes on and, and they've done, they've done outrageously well. Right. Um, and then I, I, I've had videos like really, really big videos where I've spent five days between, uh, writing, editing, filming, and then, you know, putting it all together. Yeah. Is it just you or now you have a team with you? I mean, I know when you do the larger projects, like when you guys were shooting this weekend, and I'd love to get into mm-hmm. the connection with Fire Department Coffee because you do oh, yeah. a lot in conjunction with them, obviously, because you're directly involved. But, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you have a team that helps you. But it should be said that most of this is coming directly from you, no? Yeah. No, uh, Chronicles 99.9% of everything that's being filmed, I'm I'm – Writing the script, filming it, editing it, uh, you know, putting putting it all together. This yeah, must consume you. It it does. It does. But I think you find balance. When I need to stop, I, I take a break. If yeah. I want to watch a movie, I watch a movie. If I want to take a nap, I take a nap. You know, like, um, but yeah, it is, it is very consuming. But, man, I, I love, I love coming up with an idea and, and it actually coming to fruition and it, and it, becoming something that I originally thought it would be or even better or worse, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's great, man. It's very satisfying. It's how like often, how often are you do, going out, going out the doors, hitting the pavement out of the firehouse and something happens, you go hmm, write that one down. Oh, dude, uh, that's a, that's a weekly thing. You know, you run. Yeah, well, I, mean, <laughs> right, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, it's like endless, <laughs> endless content machine for you. Right. And then to go back and to put your spin on it and you play the stupid guy, the smart guy, the doctor, the paramedic, the fireman. Like, it's absolutely hysterical. Like, when I, I watch some of the the creative – I don't want to I don't want to inflate your ego any more than it is, but the I creative mean, dude, my, genius. My <laughs> the creative genius of a lot of your, your skits, your parodies, are very, very good. I mean, it, it's Thank just – it's super creative and the delivery on it. Like, it takes – it really takes a certain know-how to be able to deliver within a 60 or 90 second video, right? But I would say that that is, that is uh, you know, there was a, I've been listening to these commercials and they're like, your brain is like any muscle. If you exercise enough, it, it gets better. I'm like, I agree with that. Because yeah, talk about I that. Had, yeah, so I had zero clue what I was doing with any of this. I started off on a cell phone and and I look back at some of my, my, my old videos and I was like, oh my God, what is that? And I think that's what everyone that's ever done anything creative has ever kind of like you guys when you decided to actually buy lav mics instead of screaming at the top of your lungs over engines. Why you know, do like, you you don't need 
auxiliary <laughs> microphone equipment when you have my voice. Like, you just don't need it. <laughs> I know. And you know what? I always knew which day was the first day of filming in a video and which one was the last day oh, of filming in a video. Just like FDIC, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, funny. That's funny. Yeah. But, um, no, I think I – think I, you just you just learn over time. None of this stuff comes easily, but it's like anything. Every paramedic that I've ever met that is fresh out of school and they're super aggravated. They're like, I don't get any of this stuff yet. I'm like, of course you don't get any any of this. You've just jammed nine months worth of stuff in your brain and and none of it, 65% of it you're not going to use, but no one's ever good until they put it to use. So you need a lot of mistakes, a lot of uh, learning how to do things properly, posting videos that fail, posting videos that launch. Dude, I just posted that video about the extinguisher being thrown in the fire, and that video was like freaking 13 million views on it. And I would have never thought that because just you just never know. I think people like stupidity. I think. That's What's your really strongest tough. platform? Strongest, uh, consistently strongest is YouTube. It is consistently strongest yeah. across the board. Yeah, that that you get a you get a YouTube following, and you keep posting. Good content. You don't need to post all the time. Just right. Twenty times a day. Uh, just you know, consistent good stuff. Then that then YouTube is the most supportive. Um, TikTok's the largest. I think at one point nine million now. And yeah. then um, Facebook is starting to get better. Uh, I'll hit probably a million in the next um, couple days or so. And then. Do you ever uh, think you would hit numbers like that? Not in a million years, bro. I swear to God, I remember. I was talking to my mom's friend and I was so stoked. I had hit a hundred thousand followers on uh, Facebook and I was so stoked. And, and then people would, I mean, even today I'm excited when people hit those numbers because it's, it's a really, really great feeling. Um, and my wife always brings up when she first started dating me, I had 5,000 followers on YouTube and I was like, I'll never get anywhere on YouTube. I just can't seem to get any traction. And I think I have like 670,000 now. And it's like, it's just crazy, man. But it's 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 you just revel in the small moments because my small following compared to someone like Ginger Billy or yeah. you know Mr. Beast, like so you just appreciate what you got and then hopefully grow from there. Well, and I think the other thing too, and it should be said, right? Like you're again, you're not doing it for the numbers. I mean, people have no. to realize that this this endeavor is not about fulfilling your own satisfaction of how many followers you have, right? I mean, it's no. the concept and delivery of good material that makes the job a little bit better or puts a smile on somebody's face or or the serious ones delivers a note about mental health. I mean, yeah, it's about the message, right? It's about the message. It's about laughing at ourselves. It's about laughing at the things that we deal with on a daily basis. But I swear to you, man. And you've seen this, dude, and you get to experience it too. But it's about the brotherhood and sisterhood, man. Like it is just there is just something about a bunch of dudes and girls getting together at a conference, or I'm walking through a freaking uh, walking through an airport, or sitting at a restaurant. Someone comes up, they're like, "Dude, I love your videos." I'm a fan. I'm like, "Awesome, where are you fire? I'm a firefighter in you know Mexico." Like, dude, that's so cool. Like, and we get to like we get to immediately uh, create a friendship over you know a common subject, which that's that's what this is truly about. And that's what every creator across the world should make it about. I, I agree with you. And I think what's unique about you, though, too, is humor bridges all gaps. So it's not yes. I mean, your audience, obviously, 1.9 million or whatever. It is, they're, they're not all firefighters that are consuming your content no. and, and humor appeals right to the masses. And so when you're funny, you're funny. And Fent, yeah. and Fenton is funny. Yeah, I dude. 
Uh, is is, so, is Fenton's funny? <laughs> son of a bitch. So listen, <laughs> I, I do want to talk about him for half a second because you guys partnered up on, on some projects, and it's fun yeah. to watch, man. I mean, he was doing his own thing for a while, and then it seemed that you guys hopped in together and, and have done some projects together now, and we see you guys together quite often, especially on the fire department coffee end of things. Um, mm-hmm. I love it, brother. I think it's a good back and forth. It's like, uh, you know, good brother, dumb brother. I don't know. Like, whatever that, whatever that relationship. No, I'm not going to say who's who. I'm just saying. I'm one. I'll say it for you. I'm the dumb one. He's, uh, <laughs> like, like, Fenton is, what's hysterical about Fenton is he is a captain. Like, he's a yeah. recently promoted captain, step up battalion chief or division chief. I don't know which one it is, but, uh, dude was the PIO for his department forever. Uh, and like, he's, he's extremely intelligent and he's very good at his job. And it, he is it's just, re- he is nothing good. like the guy with the mustache and that voice. Absolutely. Like, like it is so the- polar opposite. <laughs> it is. The first time I met him, I was like, what? <laughs> no, it didn't, it didn't click. It did no. not click. No way. No. I was like, can you go, can you turn around, put your mustache back on and talk to me with that <laughs> accent? Cause I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I don't like this family guy that drives a minivan. Like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Bro, my favorite thing. And you should just sit around one time and just watch FDIC, just watching people come up to him. And I, I, I am like <laughs> giddy inside watching yeah. people walk up to him, staring at his mustache and then looking at him and being like, that's not real. Is it? He's like, Real from Amazon. I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> like little kids' dreams are getting crushed in front of me. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> this funny. is so good. <laughs> yeah. How like so? How does that all work out? So, Fire Department Coffee is a big part of your life too, right? So, yeah. you're you're affiliated with Fire Department Coffee. I have you guys on at, on the pre-read for sponsorship on this podcast. You guys send me your awesome. coffee, things like that. Yes. So we do, we put a little plug in for you guys as you guys have always been a supporter of ours, and I really like the mission that you guys stand for, um, and so on. But talk to me a little bit about how that relationship formed and and what it's about. Yeah, man. Yeah, I uh, you know. Fire Department Coffee came to my life. Uh, funny enough, we're about to get hit by a hurricane tomorrow, so I'll be on shift for three days. Yeah, I saw like that. that. That's crazy, huh? Mid-November. Yeah, Here we go. Yeah, I got to love Florida. Um, but uh, and the worst part is I spoke it into existence because not three <laughs> weeks ago, someone was like, oh, a hurricane scene still happening. I'm like, nah, man, it's over with. We're good. Here comes the bull. I thought uh, you were going to say so- you had an ex-girlfriend named Nicole. She's coming back for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, we were about to hit it by a hurricane. I was talking about how coffee's the, the only thing that was going to stop us from murdering each other. And uh, someone actually tagged Fire Department Coffee. Luke Schneider, CEO, reaches out to me. He's like, man, we should do some work together. He's a Rockford firefighter. Um, so we uh, we st- started a uh, working relationship together. I was originally just representing them. Now I'm the vice president part owner. And um it's just been it's just been a, an incredible experience. But Fire Department Coffee has represented everything that I would ever want in a business, and it's you know that that we give back to brothers and sisters that are injured through our um, through our Fire Department Coffee Charitable Foundation, and and you know we just make high quality coffee for for great people, and and that's I think that's what that's why I love Fire Department Coffee so much. Yeah, and and what the value in understanding how to connect and build a community, right? I mean, because that's yeah. really where you fit into the equation, right? I mean, it's not that you have any business sense; it's more about you being funny, right? So, but where I'm headed, where I'm headed with this, it's fun to watch businesses understand how to navigate 
the space in in selling through marketing and ad and and that yeah. has a lot to do with partnerships collaborations and really mm-hmm. being in tune with the community to determine what your best way is to sell and i throw that out there because one of one of the more successful podcasts we've had is when i i sat down with sam from high vis lighting firetech mm-hmm. brand and, and yeah he's super smart guy i mean super smart guy right super smart and the first time i met him i was like how much blow do you do on a daily basis because <laughs> he, he talks so fast he talks so fast like, how much blow and he's like he like oh laughed and looked at me God. offended he was like he was like hey that's, that's hysterical yeah oh, same same thought went across my head anyway no that that guy's just fired up man he's fired yeah. up in life i spent a couple days with him down at their factory did a podcast with him like mm-hmm. i i just super passionate about the job and and delivering you know a, a good product but he understands right he understands the value of of marketing and how to yeah. become part of the community within the emergency services i think it's incredible yeah Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And I think, you know, what, any advice I'd ever have for people that are starting businesses is, um, yes, understand your market, understand your people. If you're a firefighter owned business, don't expect your own people to support you. Correct. Uh, I mean, they, they will, but, you know, expect them, to, you know, you're, you have to make people don't want to buy stuff. They want it for free, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, you just, most of the time, if you're a firefighter owned business and another firefighter walks by, they're going to buy the product. They're good about it. But a lot of times people will expect because it's another firefighter, they'll be like, give it to me for free. It's like that. That's not the way businesses work. I didn't get it for free myself. So um, just be careful with that kind of stuff. But the the big thing that I, I think I tell people is that if you get into a business if you get into a business, don't get into business with the same like-minded people. If if uh, maybe the morals and ethics line up, but not the same skill sets. Yes. Because if Fire Department Coffee was uh, was founded and run by me, it would have shut down. You know, six years ago, it burned to the ground. Uh, but I get it. Great, I totally get it. It would have been a great video. And- um, but <laughs> Luke is is incredible, and we've built an amazing team. I think we have like forty five employees now. Like it's it's amazing. I have really come to realize, and this took this took quite a while. I, I, you know, a little bit of control issues at times with with things growing up and the family mm-hmm. business that I ran for many many years, and so on. There, there was control issues there where I had to have my hands on everything. And over time and maturity, you come to realize that what you need to do is figure out what you're not good at, and yes. then and then you need to find people that are and build yes. that out around you because that only lets you be better. Yes. The shit, yes. the shit that pulled me down were the things that I was not good at and I would dwell or I would skip over it and pretend it didn't exist. And then you get in trouble, right? Like mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I haven't paid any attention to that. Next thing you know, it's uh, it's catching up to you. And so mm-hmm. it is super important, even in life, I think, Jason, where you you need to surround yourself with people that fit your puzzle. Yes. Yes. And I think I think in general, in life, in, in every way, shape or form, and I think even in uh, personal relationships, whether, you know, where married, marriage or girlfriend or whatever, I think that's that's what it really comes down to is is just understanding that whoever you're linking up with for whatever the, the venture is, that they're complementing who you are within business or your personal life, so on and so forth. The whole like. Uh, you know, the two people come together for a marriage, you know, and they, <clears throat> they, they complete each other. I don't think that's really true. I, I don't think you should need another thing to complete you that typically ends in like murder. Uh, so, uh, but you know, I think in a business relationship specifically, man, like Luke is incredible. This guy's ability to understand business and 
and understand how to, uh, you know, uh, have things write a handbook appropriately, make sure the employees are satisfied, yeah. you know, but everything is done IRS wise, making sure we're lined up there. He's incredible. He's bar none. He couldn't write a single piece of funny content if he had to. Uh, that doesn't mean that he's not funny, but he couldn't do it. And that's where I come in. Yeah. Um, but if you ask me to read a contract, don't don't run it by me because it's not going to end well because I'm going to be like, yeah, sure. Sign it like Jason, you just signed away 60 percent of the company. Oh, oh. That's what oh. <laughs> small yeah. print. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so. Minor, minor detail, minor detail. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next for you? I mean, you're always on the move. You're always hustling. I know you do speaking engagements. You do keynotes. You do mm-hmm. appearances. You do conferences. On top of everything else in your personal life, still going to the firehouse every couple of days to go to work. What's next for mm-hmm. you? Porn. I figured that's the next uh, that's a- like legitimate. Yeah, it's good. It's I mean, good. I am a fan of your OnlyFans. Uh, I think you do a really <laughs> nice job with that. Um, it's full access, everyone. Full access. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm kind of just rolling with. Uh, the way life's going right now, I'm in, I'm enjoying the flow, uh, the way everything's going. I, I have a we, uh, fire department coffee has some pretty incredible things in the works right now, so we'll That's see how cool. the, those things pan out. Yeah, and then um, I, I'm in talks with the TV show that's being pitched right now, so that'll Great. be very fun. Won't be comedic, it's going to be me getting the chance to travel the United States and <clears throat> run uh, calls with uh, fire departments, but uh, we'll a- I'll actually get to explain to the general person what's happening. So it'll make it a little more interesting than, you know, live rescue and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, I just fun stuff that I'm just holding on for the seat of my pants and enjoying it while I got it. I think that's it, man. I mean, I, I, yeah. I in a nutshell, I think that's it. I, I, I am a f- firm, firm believer that you enjoy the moment and, and you need to enjoy it as you go. Because yeah. too too often it the ride's over and then you, you look back and you don't remember a lot of it. And uh, I can tell you yeah. this, man, uh, I think what you're doing is awesome. I think that you leave a very good message and a lasting impression on a lot of people. And you share a lot of joy in a time of, of a lot of angst. And uh, I don't know. I, I, think, I, uh, it, I think we need more of you. Uh, much more Fenton. He's a lot funnier than you. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate you. And and I will say this too, on a personal level, um, your friendship over the last few years with me has been absolutely invaluable. And uh, you are a man of uh, confidence and you are a, a guy that certainly uh, has helped me in many different ways. And I just greatly appreciate that. And I just wanted to say thank you once again, um, because I value you. So, man, I appreciate that, dude. I, I've definitely enjoyed uh, our friendship blossoming over the last few years, man. It's been very cool, dude. And uh, to think, you know, how we met, man. And, and, uh, cool. and I can say with 100% confidence uh, that watching, uh, watching you guys grow national fire radio has been amazing. And just to see a lot of people that do what you do, they, they fall off so fast or they, they don't get the, the, the steam that they thought they were going to get. And you are, are constantly changing, figuring out new ways to do stuff, yeah. developing. I think it's awesome. And you can develop my eulogy when I die, or you can uh, deliver my eulogy when I die. I'd love to. Just, I appreciate like, that. That would be, that'd be great. Um, I hope it's a very long time from now and, um, <laughs> and so on. But anyway, brother, thank you for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. You, and um, you're the best, man. Keep it up and, and keep making this world a little bit better. So thank you. You too, brother. Good. Thank Hang you, right here. I'll talk to you in one second. I just want to sign off, and uh, we'll go from there. I got these cool taglines now and stuff. So get a look. Get a load of this. Ready? 
Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the National Fire Radio podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Talk about it at the kitchen table tonight. Because when you talk about the job, you're making the job better. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio.